0: I am so grateful for a new year. I know a lot of us are. I loved that old year, and I love this new year. (laughs) And I am grateful to share it with you. We are blessing each other. I'm so excited, so let's jump right in with a prayer. I'm Jennifer Hadley, and I love to pray, (laughs) because I know it changes my day. So we take a breath of love and gratitude. I place my hand on my heart. Take that deep breath of love and gratitude. So grateful, so thankful to partner up with the higher Holy Spirit itself to remember and recognize our true identity is perfect, whole and complete. We're already as holy as holy can be. We can't become any more holy. I'm so grateful and so thankful to allow myself the healing power of love. Yes, love is the only healer. We're letting the love flow. We are grateful and thankful to dedicate ourselves to our healing, our expansion, our clarity, our freedom, infinite joy and love are ours now and forever. We are grateful and thankful to consciously attune to the infinite and claim our awakening. We're choosing the atonement. We're willing to let go of any and all identity of separate beingness. There is only the one and we are part of that one. So grateful and so thankful to allow ourselves to remember the truth of our being in gratitude. We share the benefits of our awakening and our healing and our expansion and our clarity and our joy with everyone because we're one with them. So grateful and so thankful to let the healing be. We let it be and so it is. Amen. 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 Our topic today is the beginning of the return, which comes from uh, chapter eleven in the text, and it's uh, section one, paragraph one, and it talks about the beginning of the return to knowledge. And been thinking about this, the beginning of the return to knowledge, and what I love about the teachings of a Course in Miracles and all truth teachings is they let us know that the fullness of God's presence is our very being, it's our very nature. And so nothing can be added to us, right? Who can add one cubit to their stature through raising the opinion or doing anything in this world to raise anybody's opinion? So our whole mission is is to remember the oneness, to live the oneness. I call it living the love and walking the talk. And for a long time, I didn't walk the talk. I just talked the talk. And I, I honestly didn't even have any expectation around myself to really walk the talk. And honestly, I think if you had interviewed me, and I might have been honest, because I don't think I would have been honest, I would have said that, but if I had been honest, I would have said, oh, come on, who really walks the talk? I mean, really, really. It's just, that's practically impossible. That's something maybe the Dalai Lama does. Right, maybe some awakened being does that, but nobody I know does that. And I was very blessed in the late nineties, ninety-seven, uh, to come in contact with a teacher who, a hundred percent, lives the love and walks the talk, and that's my teacher, Venerable Dehani Iwahu. And you can read about her if you're interested at sunray.org sunray.org or beautywayproductions.com and um, uh, by the way she and I uh, now uh, do many things together one of the wonderful things we get to do each month is she offers a beautiful wisdom teaching each month online that I host been doing that since 2009 and um it's a bonus for anyone who's in my year long Masterful Living class. But she is the only person, Venerable Dehani is the only person that I've met who really a hundred percent walks the talk. She lives the love every moment. And it's really wonderful to have a teacher who is that example. And this is my aspiration is to live the love, and walk the talk. And what I really enjoy about my life now is there's not one day that goes by that I don't have a judgment or a critical thought. There's not a day that goes by, but I'm not judging myself for it anymore. And I love myself no matter what. I just finished my New Year's Reboot Retreat, which was so good. Oh my gosh, transformation happening. Oh my gosh. And uh, I surely intend to do that again uh, New Year's. I just love being on retreat at New Year's. It's such a powerful time of transformation. We're so ready to let the past go and step into our true identity. So it was really beautiful to help facilitate that for a group of like-minded souls from all over the place. One of the things I was sharing was that I really have a bottom line that I do not attack myself consciously. I don't allow my thoughts to go to negativity. And if they start to go towards complaining about myself or judging myself, I take a time out. I correct it with love and kindness that's my practice of self-love it's part of my practice to not allow myself to judge myself to just interrupt that thought and like gandalf and lord of the rings say thou shalt not pass just nope not going there as Ken nick told me i asked him when i interviewed him on the this radio show he's one of the first uh, episodes, actually, and uh, I asked him, I said, you know, when when you have a crazy thought, what, what do you do? And he said, I say, that way madness lies, quoting from King Lear, Shakespeare. So having a practice of interrupting that thought is essential to self-love. And let's face it, come on, bottom line. If you're fascinated by your judgments, if you're addicted to your judgments, if you're so interested in your judgments, are you interested in the truth, the knowledge, the wisdom of God? No, you're much more interested in the story you made up. And that's how I was. I was absolutely enamored. My little treasures, all the stories I had made up about my life and myself, they were my little treasures. And as uh, I talked about in, uh, I can't remember what episode now, but uh, a couple months ago, sometime in the last few months or last year, in 2016, I talked about uh, there's, uh, what the Course of Miracles tells us is, why do we love these painful thoughts? why do we love these painful stories why do we get stuck in the story well it's because we made it we treasure what we made and uh when i was talking about it i told the story of how uh, when i was a kid i don't know six years old something like that in my class at school I made this little pot and a uh, little pinch pot out of clay and glazed it and brought it home to my parents and said look what I made you know and we all went "Ooh, look what you made right and even though this thing was totally misshapen uh, I think almost no one would say, "Oh, that's beautiful," except someone who loved a child who made it, and for I don't know forty some years, <laughs> forty years, let's say, that little pot was in the window sill of the kitchen, and my mom would put her wedding ring in it when she did the dishes, and. So it just had this place in the house and it came to represent love and my love for my parents, their love for me. It became symbolic, right? Like everything else in this world, every word, every thought, everything that we see, everything in this room is symbolic and it only has the meaning that I give to it. Otherwise, it has no meaning at all, because this is a meaningless world. It doesn't mean there's no experience in this world that's of value. Every experience in this world is of value to us in our waking up, in our learning, in our expressions of love, in learning to remember love's presence in at work in our heart, and so every story that we've made up we treasure it just like my family treasured that little pot and then when uh, at some point my my parents moved to um, Maine from Rhode Island where they had been living they built a house in Maine 30 years ago that uh, they moved to I don't remember when it was they moved sometime in the nineties, I guess. Uh, and somewhere along the way, I saw that pot in the garage, like discarded something. It was no longer in this place in the window, in the kitchen. My mom wasn't putting her wedding ring in that (laughs) deformed little pot anymore. And for a moment, it felt like, what, what, Are they throwing me away? Are they throwing my love away? What's happening? Because I had come to associate that pot with our family's love for each other. You see, everything in this world is a symbol. So I invite you as you're starting this year, maybe you've got some stories that you've been telling yourself for a really long time. And I recognize people will listen to this broadcast for years. So whenever you're listening to this, maybe you've got a story that you treasure, even though it's painful. It feels misshapen, a story of your becoming deformed or hurt or wounded or betrayed. And for whatever reason, your mind keeps going to it, and going to it, and going to it, and you haven't given it to the Holy Spirit for transformation because it's your treasure. You made it. The meaning you made of it is your treasure. And the most powerful practice of transformation is to just give it to the Holy Spirit. It's that beautiful prayer the end of chapter 5, page 90, I must have decided wrongly because I'm not at peace. So I, I can make a new decision, and I have the power to make a new decision. I have the power to choose again. And if I'm willing to give my decision to the Holy Spirit for healing... The Holy Spirit will undo all the consequences in all directions of time and space in everyone's mind because we share the one mind. So I invite you to have a new story, a story of glory, that everything you've been through is part of your glory. yes nothing bad has happened everything is for your glory let's not make it real it's challenging but once you get the hang of it it really rocks your world and it's amazing and so it's about being consistent and isn't that what the early lessons of a course of miracles are they're about consistency so we look at everything in the room Look at the things outside the window. Everything has only got the meaning I've given it. For me, it only has the meaning that I've given it. And that's why I'm never upset for the reason I think. I'm upset by the meaning I've given it. But that meaning is simply... An opinion. We can choose the truth that sets us free. And I'm just beginning my year-long Masterful Living course. And uh, registration closes January 9th. And that's our first class. I just did a, a bonus class for the Masterful Living Folks called New Year's Reboot. And uh, you can, it was a great class, really tons of stuff packed in there. I was so inspired because I was in the middle of the New Year's Reboot retreat. So this year's New Year's Reboot class was awesome. And I invite you to check it out if you'd like some tips and tools for really anchoring yourself in the most amazing year of your life, which I know this year is going to be. um, Check out that New Year's reboot and just I I gave uh, thing after thing after thing that you can actually do right now to lay the groundwork and what I encourage you to do is consider getting it and Get Together with a Friend. It's a two-hour class. It's on digital download. And uh, we'll have the transcript ready shortly. And uh, do go through it. Get get a few friends together and just go through the things that you can do one by one. You can pause the audio and you know, bring your notebook and your journal. Have some good food. Make a celebration of it. And uh, I, I just... I can't recommend that enough, so for those who would like to to do some uh, work, laying the groundwork for your year, and uh, in Massful Living, one of the things we do is we really learn to what people call hold the space, hold the vision for ourselves, for each other, and for our loved ones, and uh, people ask me, well, what does that mean? I hear that expression, hold the space for someone uh, what does that actually mean? So it's it's what the course says when it, it when it talks about over and over and over again to not buy anyone's story, to see the Christ presence in yourself and everyone else. That's what holding the vision is. That's what holding the space is. It's being able to see with clear eyes, with the eyes of God, and not give any credence to the appearance, to the story. So this is the thing is, as Course in Miracles students, we're learning to see with God's eyes. We don't see with the body's eyes. We see with our mind. And we don't see what's actually there. We see with the mind that we're looking at things with. So we all are one with each other and we're all accessing the one mind, right? No private thoughts, one mind. So our mind is so powerful. It's unbelievable how powerful it is that if we hold a thought in our mind, we're going to see it, experience it in the world of form world of form is our thoughts our emotions our physical body our situations our circumstances our experiences of life so we don't experience what's happening we experience our interpretation of it our perception of it and we're looking at everything through the lens of the past right that's what the ego does it constantly keeps the lens of the past at the front of our mind why because what is the lens of the past it is our interpretation and so just like that little pot had become the symbol of our family's love my love for my parents and their love for me because of the love that i poured into it when i made it and the love that they poured into the receiving of it and the holding of it, the keeping of it, all this meaning became attached to it. And so when I saw that little pot in the garage, like on a trash heap, you know, in a bunch of junk with a bunch of junk on the table in the garage, I thought, oh, this my love it's my love junk now. Ooh, Oh my goodness. Oh, that's upsetting. That was my ego reaction. What, what does this mean? What does this mean? The symbol of love is now on the junk table. But you see, this is how we're always operating. Everything in this world is a symbol, everything is representative, everything is representing our story our beliefs the decisions that we made so a course of miracles tells us we're the decider i must have decided wrongly because i'm not at peace so the power to have a healing and to live in love is in our deciding not to represent the past not to let anything represent the past to us but to give the whole entirety of our past to the holy spirit and so when we can do that for our brothers and sisters whether they're our children or our parents for anyone in our life and just say i don't buy the story anymore because over the weekend we were talking um, at the retreat about uh, spiritual counseling because uh, at the retreat one of the beautiful spiritual counseling trainees who are uh, in my spiritual counseling certification program, Christy, she was there and we were talking about the difference between spiritual counseling and more traditional therapy, that it's about holding that space of seeing the person without any problems, seeing the person without the story they made up, that Yes, they're holding that story in the front like a a lens that they're looking through. But it's no part of them, right? If you hold up a lens or a filter in front of you, if you put a shade over your head, it's no part of you. So in a very real sense, what happens is... We literally believe things like you are what you wear, okay? Clothing makes the man. It doesn't. Of course it doesn't. But it makes our perception when we're looking at people through the lens of our past. So this is the return to knowledge. Is the willingness to hold the space To see the truth, to know the truth. This is the beginning that we can give to ourselves at any moment in time. So in this section, in chapter 11 of the text, it's called The Gifts of the Fatherhood, this section. And it says, you have learned your need of healing. Would you bring anything else to the sonship recognizing your need of healing for yourself so think about that for a second we all recognize that we're healing at the level of the mind which is the only place where healing can happen so we're healing our minds about our minds (laughs) we're healing our minds about everything and everything that we see in this world is a symbol of something we're believing or not believing. So in our healing journey, let's just recognize, okay, yes, I'm in need of healing. And since that's what I need, would I offer anything but healing to the sonship? In other words, would I offer anything but healing to my brothers and sisters? What is the most effective method for me to offer healing to my brothers and sisters? To teach only love. To live the love and walk the talk. To not energize an unloving thought about myself or anyone else because we share the same mind. I think one of the helpful ways to think about it is we're all, in a sense, drinking from the same river bathing in the same river. All of us. So, or the, we could say a lake or a pond. That's actually a better metaphor. So we're all drinking and bathing from the same lake. Given that's the case, do you wish to pour poison into the lake, knowing that you will drink it, and so will everyone else? Well, just to be perfectly honest with you, When I was younger and very emotionally immature and I felt very angry and I was uh, feeling that there was something horribly wrong with me, that I was just an evil person and there was nothing I could do about it, I felt helpless and hopeless. There were lots of times when I was absolutely determined to poison the lake. Precisely because I was drinking from it and so was everyone else. Let us all die. Let us all die because this world is a torture chamber. That's authentically how I felt. It really is. You have learned your need of healing. Would you bring anything else to the Sonship recognizing your need of healing for yourself? For in this lies the beginning of the return to knowledge, the foundation on which God will help build again the thought system you share with Him. So that recognition that, wait a minute, I need healing. Let me only offer healing. Let me dedicate myself to that. Offering only healing. Teaching only love. Love is the great healer precisely because love is our true nature and our true identity and so when we choose loving thoughts, when we choose to be motivated and inspired by love and make choices that are loving choices, then we are being our natural self and that's why it's so healing and that's also why all healing is at the level of the mind and it's really the mind that's in the heart it's really the mind that's in the heart so holding love in our heart for other people holding that divine vision of perfection and wholeness for other people it makes it easier for it to for us to hold it for ourselves yes so this is the thing we're all one so when I'm holding a vision of love for myself I'm holding it for others because there is only one when I'm holding it for others. I'm holding it for myself because there's only one. Oh my gosh. There's so much healing that we can have every day through this simple, simple practice. Oh, which reminds me. Hello, Jennifer. I am doing a free class Thursday, January fifth, and it's called self love. Six simple steps to self healing. Wow, you know when I got the the topic from the Holy Spirit about return to knowledge. I the the whole self healing thing. Uh, anyway. It's interesting how things, the spirit works. So I've got this free class coming up on Thursday. And it is a uh, kind of a preview class of my year-long Masterful Living course, which starts on January 9th. And uh, re- that's when registration closes as well. So you can go to jenniferhadley.com right now on the homepage and sign up for that free self-love class. And uh, you can also take a look at Masterful Living course while you're there. And uh, if you go to the events page, you can also find the New Year's Reboot class that I talked about that was so good. Yes. All right. So let us take a break. It's that time. (laughs) I'm Jennifer Hadley. And we're Living the Love. We're Walking the Talk right here on Unity Online Radio. I'll be right back. Unity Online Radio brings you inspiring programs on a variety of spiritual topics. 1 p.m. Eastern on Affirmative Prayer Activating the Power of Yes Only on Unity Online Radio The Voice of an Awakening World Thank you for tuning in for A Course in Miracles Living the Love Walking the Talk Get ready to focus on your intent to be the love, be the peace through practical application as we return to A Course in Miracles, Living the Love, Walking the Talk. Welcome back. We're talking about a return to knowledge. Yay. Oh, my goodness. Isn't that a good thing? (laughs) And we're looking in chapter 11, the gifts of the fatherhood is section one, the beginning of the return to knowledge is what is happening when we realize I can be a healing presence in my own life and in this world and I can share that gift with everyone because I'm one with them. This is the beginning of the return to an awareness of the oneness, which is where all knowledge is stored in our awareness of the oneness. So as long as we're denying the oneness, as long as we're keeping separation thinking alive in our mind and supporting it, nurturing it, fostering it, then true knowledge and wisdom are hidden from us because we're just not interested in them. We're interested in all the beliefs that keep separation alive and it's up to us what we choose to believe so this is the whole choose again in the awareness that we have the power to be a healing presence in this world through choosing oneness our whole life has changed if we keep it right in front of us and that's why it says for in this lies the beginning of the return to knowledge, the foundation on which God will help build again the thought system you share with God. So our willingness to appreciate the oneness, to value the oneness, to operate as though the oneness is important to us and we understand it, even generally. Because I remember speaking of Ken Wapnick, I remember saying to Ken, how do you explain the oneness to people? Because I get that question a lot. And he said, oh, Jennifer, I don't even bother because you can't even understand it. And I, I do think we can at least conceptually understand that every bit that we put into the lake of the one mind We'll be drinking it and we'll be sharing it because there's no other. And understanding that we have the power of love in our beingness. And that's what we can share, being loving. Being loving with ourselves is just as powerful as being loving with another person. Because there's only one. Being loving with another person is healing to our mind about ourselves because we're one with them. So all expressions of love are maximal, as A Course of Miracles says. So the thought system that we share with God is founded in this awareness of oneness, in valuing the oneness of all life and you know just on a practical level let's face it since we have no private thoughts and really everyone can hear everything wouldn't it be the most prudent way to have the most wonderful life where everyone is supporting you and helping you and uh, offering support and love to you and all kinds of goodness, in order to live that flow of love, be in the flow of love, be in the flow of giving and receiving love, to have, give all to all, A Course of Miracles teaches us. And this is the thing that I notice, is living with fewer and fewer resentments and not harboring any ill will against people letting all of that go, I find that wherever I go, I am supported. And even if it looks like, well, this doesn't feel supportive, (laughs) what, how is this supportive? I know in my heart, it has to be and i'm willing to look for it and accept it and receive it even if it doesn't show up right away eventually i'll come to realize oh now i understand why that challenge was so supportive to me because it was through that challenge that i let go of that idea from the past aha when i got triggered last week with whoever and i was so upset and i took it so personally and i got so offended Now I can see that that trigger was simply helping me to realize, you know what, this is festering in my awareness, like uh, vermin that are uh, eating away something in my house and festering and... uh, proliferating and i do not wish vermin to do that so isn't it better that i would get triggered and get momentarily upset in order to recognize ah, i'm only upset because there's a belief that's something uh, of something that's not true that i'm harboring yeah so all triggers are opportunities for healing if we just take offense And just get hurt or upset we're missing our opportunity not just to heal ourselves but to heal everyone you have learned your need of healing would you bring anything else to the sonship recognizing your need of healing for yourself for in this lies the beginning of the return to knowledge the foundation on which God will help build again the thought system you share with God not one stone you place upon it but will be blessed by God so upon the thought system you share with God not one stone you place upon it but will be blessed by God for you will be restoring the holy dwelling place of God's Son where God wills God's Son to be and where he is in whatever part of the mind of God's Son You restore this reality, you restore it to yourself. You dwell in the mind of God with your brother. For God himself did not will to be alone. So to have give all to all. Every thought we have is one we share with all humanity. So we can get so angry with people who act out on their loving, unloving thoughts, right? And we can think they're despicable and hateful. But if we begin to recognize that this world is symbolic, is it more hateful to act out the thoughts, make it visible display, than it is to harbor them? The world is symbolic. If we're killing someone in our mind, if we're attacking them in our mind, in our heart, and harboring ill will against them, if we're seeing them as having a problem and being in trouble, having a lack of intelligence, a lack of compassion, if we're looking at anybody and seeing them as being in lack, that is how we will see ourselves. And is it really truly any better to not act out than it is to just harbor it. Because think about it, when people act out in anger and upset, oftentimes it compels people around them to be loving and compassionate. And then healing is happening for all beings. But when we harbor it and we don't bring it to the light, we just hold on to it and treasure it the ugly little deformed thing, we treasure it and keep it hidden. Then we're not bringing it to the light. Because when we bring anything to our awareness with ourselves and brothers and sisters, there the holiness, the healing, the wholeness can break out all over the sonship, all over the one mind. So think of it this way, let's say you've been pouring poison into the lake and you decide to do a 180 and not only stop pouring poison into the lake, you're going to start cleaning up the lake. You're going to start picking up other people's trash from the lake and clearing out the lake. You know what? People are going to say, hey, what are you doing there? You're picking up trash? Yeah, I'm picking up trash. You know, I'm tired of seeing the trash and I'd like to be a benefit. Oh, Can I join you? Can I help you pick up the trash? Sure. You see how it spreads? And so it is not better to keep all the attack thoughts hidden. The very most beautiful thing is to share them with others and help get some compassion, get some love flowing with yourself and someone else. So, this is actually one of the great benefits of working with a spiritual counselor or a friend or a loved one who can hold the space and being one who can hold the space and not look at our loved ones and say, Oh my God, they've got so many problems. Oh my God, they're so troubled. No, no, the Christ is emerging. And it's not fantasy or fairy tale, it's truth. Because I used to really feel bitter and hateful. I used to take offense at everything. And I learned to hold the space for myself. And now I can hold it for others. And literally tens of thousands of people participate in the radio show, in the A Course in Miracles app, in the Living A Course in Miracles classes, in all the many free things that... The ministry I founded, Power of Love Ministry, offers tens of thousands of people around the world. We're transcribing these radio broadcasts now thanks to the donations of people who are interested in supporting that. Because there are people all over the world, English is not their first language, and there are people all over the world who are deaf. So these radio show transcripts become a support to them. And we have another project to turn them into uh, closed-captioned videos on YouTube. Yeah, if anybody really likes to do video editing and things like that, you can help us out. You can volunteer. It's wonderful what's happening, more and more. And but remember, I used to be literally just filled with self-hatred and nothing but attack thoughts. Complaining all the time, criticizing and judging constantly. I know this is something that we can do. And A Course in Miracles is a mind training system. You know, I'll just mention um, that my year-long Masterful Living course, which starts on January 9th, that's the day registration closes, so now's the time to register if you'd like to join me this year. It's a group of like-minded people from around the world, and we do the work together. Some people are, uh, work it really, um, uh, they get really, uh, throw their whole heart into it. Other people, um, less so. We all travel together, and the people that are more dedicated have more healing, but everyone, can have extraordinary, miraculous healing. I've just been spending the last few weeks um, talking with people who've been in Mass for living all year long. People telling me things like, Jennifer, honestly, at the beginning of the year, I didn't think I would be able to do this. I thought I probably would drop out. And honestly, now I can say, I'm actually living the life I always wanted to live. I never thought that was possible for me. But now I know That it's possible I know it and now I'm excited to see what comes next and actually for that reason I have a year two and a year three and even a year four (laughs) people don't want to leave and I've had many people who've been studying a course of miracles far longer than I have 10 20 15 years uh, just all kinds of uh, Course in Miracles students from around the world have found that my year-long Masterful Living course has really helped them to do that live the love and walk the talk of really practicing these teachings, not just studying them. So that's what Masterful Living is all about. It's about really living the course and applying it day by day. So we don't study a Course in Miracles. uh, We're There are many people in my class who are not Course in Miracles students, but many times they become Course in Miracles students. And we all travel together and there's many different parts to the class. I won't go into all those details now, but it's a very supportive, loving community. And because of that, and because it's a year, people don't give up. They don't give up on their dreams. They don't give up on their healing. And uh, people have amazing, miraculous healings every year. Everybody has their own results. Some people heal chronic pain. Some people heal major relationship drama and trauma. Some people learn to love themselves. Uh, Some people heal their finances. Somebody just emailed me uh, last week that they tripled their income last year uh, there's usually at least one person who triples their income but you know they they put some attention on it but the main thing is forgiveness 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 so we keep our heart to the to the wheel not to the grindstone but to the the wheel of life in forgiving and forgiving in masterful living so if you really would like to have lots of support and um me hold your hand this year in really reaching your aspirations I'd love to do that in masterful living with you so in uh, the gifts of the fatherhood here it says you dwell in the mind of God with your brother so you could think of that lake that's the mind of God we dwell there with our brother it says to be alone Is to be separated from infinity but how can this be if infinity has no end no one can be beyond the limitless because what has no limits must be everywhere there are no beginnings and no endings in God whose universe is himself can you exclude yourself from the universe or from God who is the universe? I and my Father are one with you for you are part of us. Do you really believe that part of God can be missing or lost to him? Now I'm just going to bring up something here that often comes up in Course in Miracles circles where people will say God doesn't know anything about this world. Well in the truly helpful prayer it says god sent me here right so we dwell in the mind of god so our mind is one with the mind of god we're part of god it's not that the infinite mind of god has no awareness of what we're experiencing it's that this world is meaningless in terms of A Course of Miracles in that this world is not eternal. Our experiences and the meaning we make of this world, all our projections, all our interpretations, are not eternal. They're not everlasting. But we are. And the wisdom that we gain through our experiences The compassion the love that we gain through our experiences that we harvest and we share with everyone because we're one with them and we share it eternally it says here if you were not part of God God's will would not be unified is this conceivable can part of God's mind contain nothing if your place in God's mind cannot be filled by anyone except you and your filling it was your creation without you there would be an empty place in God's mind so we are part of God eternally God cannot be God without us So we have a role in this world to be the love of God, to express and reveal the love of God. This is our holy purpose. It says now it talks about extending love, right? Sharing love, pouring love into the water, um, being a healing presence. That's extension extending love extension cannot be blocked and it has no void it continues forever however much it is denied your denial of its reality may arrest it in time but not in eternity so we can stop having a loving expression in this world but not in eternity because that's where we live we dwell in eternity that is why your creations have not ceased To be extended, and why so much is waiting for your return. Waiting is possible only in time, but time has no meaning. You who made delay can leave time behind by recognizing that neither beginnings nor endings were created by the Eternal, who placed no limits on His creation or upon those who create like Him. No limits. We are unlimited. We are unprecedented. This is our true nature and our true identity. Let us dedicate ourselves to remembering it this year and this day. And every day is a holy day. Yes, it is. A holy day, a holiday. (laughs) Holiday. Remember that Madonna song? Um, Okay. It's almost time to pray us out here. A couple of things i'd like to say huge giant appreciation and thank you to all the many people who made a contribution to the power of love ministry to support all the free offerings that we did last year and to be honest with you my masterful living course my finding freedom course these classes could not be offered at this these low prices of with, for all that we provide if people didn't make contributions. It's just how it is. Uh, the contributions help us to pay for all the free things, and the, we, that gives us the ability to charge as little as possible for the paid classes. And it's in the paid classes where we have the homework and the curriculum where we really do the, the inner healing work. Uh, I would like to mention that the transcripts for the radio shows are at livingacourseofmiracles.com and uh, under resources there, you can find the A Course in Miracles app there. And it's free for, uh, for all the Mac devices. And fingers crossed, this week we'll be releasing the Android version of the course in miracles app that too is free so if you love the app thank you for making a contribution or a donation and uh, i mentioned my new year's reboot class is just packed with things that you can do right now to lay the groundwork for your best year ever Uh, masterful living starts on january 9th that's the day registration closes And my free self-love class is Thursday, January 5th. If you can't be there with me live to ask questions and share, then uh, you can get the download later. All you have to do is register. All right, so let's take that breath of prayer and gratitude. Love and gratitude is our spiritual practice. We give thanks for it. We give thanks for the opportunity to be a healing presence in this world, to have love and give it to all. In gratitude, we are sharing the benefits of our healing, our expansion, and our clarity with all beings because we're one with them. In gratitude, we truly allow the healing to be. We know it is done, and so it is. Amen. 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 God bless you. I love you. I'm so grateful for our walking the walk together. Mwah.